What is phase two? New day is done. The day of the Power Cosmic Podcast. Gathered from around the galaxy comes the world's greatest comic book fans all in one terrific podcast. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. With your host with the most, the man who puts on Terrific Con, the world's greatest Comic Con every August at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Connecticut, Mitch Halleck. Joining Mitch each week will be an assembly of his terrific super friends. Join them as they talk about comic books, movies, and more. It's the Power Cosmic Podcast. Power Cosmic Podcast. Hey everybody, it's your old pal Mitch Halleck, promoter, owner, producer, all the above for Terrificon, Connecticut's Terrific Comic Con happening at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center on August 9th to the 11th, as if you didn't already know that, because why else would you be listening to the Power Cosmic Podcast? Now, I haven't been on every week or, or every two weeks or whatever, because you know what? It's a lot of work putting together the biggest comic focused convention in New England, okay? You're not going to see the gang from uh, whatever TV show from the 80s or 90s. Pick one. Uh, You're not going to see a cast reunion of... Hell, I don't even know any shows from the 90s. I was too busy getting married and having kids and stuff. I don't even remember the 90s. But anyway, that's not that kind of show. I was reading comic books, and thank goodness for that, because that's who you're going to see at Terrificon. You're going to see the greatest assemblage of comic creators in the Northeast, and it's a doozy. I mean, I kind of, I got to say, sometimes I amaze even myself, because if you haven't been checking the, the website, I'm adding a guest almost every day, okay? It's nuts, and it's a good thing we have the vast massive Mohegan Sun Expo Center because there's a lot of people. And I'm also trying to get all the panels done this week so I can start listing there. I have them already written down. I just have to sort who's doing what and when and where and what times because it's a lot of stuff there. But, you know, it's uh, it's going to be good. It's going to be great. It's going to be terrific. So that's what's going on here. Uh, let me see some quick guest announcements. Mark Bagley uh, announced him last week. Uh, I'm also posting up today uh, Mike McCone, great artist there. He's coming along too. A lot of old returning friends. You'll see John Wesley Ships coming back. You'll see Larry Kenny's coming back. Uh, Barry Kitson, uh, Keith Giffen, a bunch of other folks there. Uh, again, check the website out if you haven't done so. And if you haven't booked your hotel room, I don't know what to tell you because that block's been sitting up there since last October. And most of the good rates at the Mohegan Sun are pretty much gone. Uh, don't forget to check out the local hotels like the Holiday Inn, the Marriott, all that. They're just as good. A lot of them have a uh, shuttle that goes back and forth to Mohegan. So you don't have to drive back if you don't want to at night. Uh, we've got the details about the George Perez signing up on the website and how people can obtain a ticket to get one of those autographs from George on Friday only. Uh, the costume contest is Sunday at three. Uh, what else is going on? A lot of the same old stuff you saw before. Um, just a fresh coat of paint on a brand new show. Anyway, Terrificon's happening. What we're going to hear today on the Power Cosmic Podcast is a conversation with my friend. Yes, I have them. Steve Barker, who came on down and we went on an old fashioned comic book hunt. We started up. At Cave Comics, we went over to, uh, where'd we go? We went to Richie's Comic Cabana. We went to Legends of Superheroes. And I think that's it. We did uh, three in one day. And there's a lot more comic shops out there. But we didn't get a chance to go to all of them, obviously. Uh, What else have I been up to? Had a chance to meet with the Romitas. John Jr. and John Sr. a couple weeks ago. Hung out at their house. Was one of the best times ever had in my life. Hanging out with uh, Virginia Romita as well. Got some books signed. It was awesome. Uh, Photographs were there. I posted those as well. It's cool doing this job. This is one of the most fun jobs I'll ever have. Ever. In my entire life. It's a lot of aggravation. 
lot of nonsense, a lot of drama behind the scenes, but let me tell you, the payoff is fantastic because for three days every year, it is pure magic. And three days is what I've been giving you folks out there. Been putting these comic conventions together since 2012 under various names, which we will not get into, but they're all terrific. Let me just tell you, from Bridgeport to Mohegan Sun, three days of nonstop Comic-Con action has been coming your way. And I think you're better for it. Okay, but without further ado, let's listen to Steve and I ramble, uh, talking about books, talking about what would be a cool guest. Steve gets into uh, collecting. He's a, he's a big Spider-Man collector. He has a website. He's been on the show before, if you remember. He talked about his original art collection, which he has a lot of. And if you're into that, make sure you do go to Terrificon and get some sketches from your favorite artists. All right. All right, let's go listen to me and Steve go on about comic books. And I will talk to you, I guess, maybe next week for the review of Spider-Man. Far from home. All right, talk to you later. Buy your Trificon tickets now before they sell out. I don't want any crying about it. I've given you a fair warning. They've been on sale since last November. Let's not forget. Let's not wait too long. All right, talk to you later. I'm with Steve Barker, who's here. He's hanging out. We're looking for comic books. This is con- the topic of conversation for this Power Cosmic Podcast is who would be a great guest at a comic convention that you would normally never see. And you just said George Lucas. We were, we were shooting the breeze, yes. and the name George Lucas came up, and right. I just simply said, can you imagine having George Lucas at your show, even for a couple of hours? The, the buzz it would create, the, the Lucas or the Spielberg or what have you. Yeah. These guys would never even consider Well, you see, that's odd that you say that because don't you remember, I don't know, I know you're a huge Star Trek fan, but when I was a kid in the 70s, I have met Gene Roddenberry at least twice at a Star Trek convention. Yes, and Gene Roddenberry is very reachable. I mean, yes. I mean, he was in Hartford and he was at the local University of New Haven and you went there for, I think it was like three bucks. It was something stupid. And he walked in, and he was at a table, and he talked to you, and you get things you, you, Yeah, it wasn't. Well, then again, it was before the. There was no eBay. There was no nothing. There was. He wasn't charging for signatures. Right, but he was. He did not. He was approachable. From the face. No. So, I'm just so. But is it you don't put Lucas on a, a level with Roddenberry? I would. Roddenberry created Star Trek. the entire Star Trek franchise. Yes comes down from that top of the pyramid where Roddenberry was. Right. And the same thing with Lucas, even though it's been, depending on who you're talking to, watered down yeah. a little, you know, you have to, but he is the first guy. It was his stories, his vision, and his Now, why do you think he wouldn't do it? Not for security reasons, but why? Because he doesn't want to be yelling at him? Like, like John Byrne, for instance, doesn't do a lot of shows. And I remember him saying years ago, he was tired of like 40 year old or 50 year old men in his face yelling at him about ruining their, their stories or ruining their childhood or something. It was like, right. but now, come on, man. Some people aren't people persons. And so if they may not, they may not be good with other people. Your creativity doesn't always go to a, a friendly, outgoing person. And, and so maybe uh, John Byrne or artist or creator X doesn't enjoy the interaction why, of a fan. Why do fans turn like that? They fall in love with the property, like Star Trek, love it. Watch it, know every bit of dialogue, seen every episode, can tell you who the key grip was, the, the, the hairdresser. I mean, know everything about it, but yet when they have an opportunity to meet a Shatner, particularly Shatner, they get, like, hostile towards him. Like, you're an asshole, Shatner! You're an asshole, And it's like, you're so out. I don't get, but yet they grew up loving the guy. Like they had all his toys, they had all his books, his movies. They worshipped him, and then they turned on him. It's really a screwed up world, man. It, it is because even though you shouldn't bow down, yeah. in praise of the guy and worship of the guy, yeah. you could just talk to him as a person and say, "Hey, Mr. Shatner, I'm really glad to meet you. Would you mind signing this for me or what have you?" And everything works out well. Yeah. But you get that 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 fraction of the crowd. Oh, you don't think it's the majority? I don't think it's the majority. Uh, You're talking maybe... It's, five, the, it's the few loudmouths, though. Right. Are not 
also, they're not good with beef. No. And so I, I am worried about Nick Giordano when I was at one of the big Amazons. Yeah. I, I, was, I was next in line. It was my turn to, to have a few minutes with Nick Giordano. Yeah. I had him draw a sketch card of Batman. Okay. Before I even got to open my mouth, yeah. there was this typical fanboy next in line right behind me. Yeah. And he went right next to me. And he kind of, he didn't jump the line, but he had to talk to Dick Giordano. Pushed his way in. And, and say, oh, Mr. Giordano, I'm very glad to meet you. And, and I'm, I'm, You're and like, hey, buddy, get in line. I'm looking at Dick Giordano. I'm looking at the guy. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything. Friend, maybe he's a friend, maybe it's his right. brother. I don't know. And so Dick Giordano nicely says to the guy, I'm glad to have you here. Let me first take care of this guy, yeah. and I'll be right with you. And, and the kid backed off. But, well, that was fair. Yeah. Right, but. The kid was next in line anyway. I didn't understand why he felt like he, he had to do that. But again, he's probably not a good people person. I know. And, 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 and people who read comics sometimes, they don't live in the comic world, but they they don't have a lot of interaction with people. So maybe they're they're introverted. And then they don't get, they don't get that same well, quality that you get with people where you have to give a take. There's the same thing this weekend. I was at East Coast Comic Con in New Jersey, and I, I know a lot of the creators now because they were guests at my show, so we have like an instant, hi, how are you? I haven't seen you. How's everything going? So if I'm walking by, case in point, Howard Shaken, he and I have been breaking each other's stones now for, it seems like, 10 years. So when he sees me, he's got people in front of him, but he'll look over at me and make eye contact. and go, oh, you're not going to say hi? And I go, yeah, but you got people. He goes, they can wait. And then I go, no, that's not fair. And he's like, how are you? I go, all right. I, I, I shamelessly go up and say, hello, Howard, and like, nice to see you, and I'll see you in August. But I don't want to take time away from the guy who's been standing there for 40 minutes waiting to meet Howard. So I go, excuse me, and I even tell Howard, I go, will you please get back to this guy? Right. <laughs> the customers look at me and go, it's not me. Right. I'm it's trying to be help you. Yeah. Sat down, 
And the kid standing there that was working for the publicity department, I said, oh, can we start? Oh, no, you can't start yet. Why not? Well, we have to go wait until the other people are starting. And he's standing there, and we're all looking at him, and I go, why don't you go run over there and see what time they're all supposed to start? Oh, okay. And he walked away. He was like a college intern. And then the actors turned towards me, and he goes, all right, man, you seem to be going to the show. What do we do now? I go, all right, well, what's the first question? And I was throwing out, and he's looking at me, and they go back, and then I start going, so, uh, I hear you get married soon. He goes, yeah, man, how are you? Because I, I was reading his little notes about him. I go, you're marrying the girl that's in Captain America? He plays Captain America's girlfriend? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, so what's that like? You go home, you talk about the movies? No, not really. And we're just talking about his personal life. Had nothing to do with the project. And everybody else was just listening. And I go, guys, anybody got a question for him about why he's here? Whatever show. They're like, no, we're all good. So if you don't step up, I'll just take it over. I'm like, fuck, I'm, right. I'm going to run it. Right, but you can find that icebreaker. Yeah. Where you can be an old... Hey, uh, remember in Captain America... Yeah, uh, issue 122. Yeah. But what you're doing is you're getting him to get comfortable right. talking right. about himself. And then you can jump in with some entertainment questions. Well, you. what happens sometimes, too, is they're bored as hell, these actors, because they've done this all day, where they've sat down and answered the same stupid questions... Well, tell me what your character's like. Tell me what the movie's like. And I usually ask these weird questions like, what were you afraid of as a kid? And they're like, wait, what? If you could be a flower, which flower would it be? I did that to Bruce Timm, and he just wigged out. Because Ordway says, if you see Bruce Timm, ask him if he could be any flower, what would it be? Or if, 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 when you die, what do you want on your gravestone? That's always a downer, but there's usually the answer. When we were at dinner last week, Keith Giffen, we're all sitting there having dinner at East Coast Comic Con, and somebody goes, if you could have sex with one animal, which animal would it be? And that was an icebreaker. And, uh, and uh, Starlin, Jim Starlin sits down and goes, a human. And I go, no, an animal. He goes, an animal is a human. I go, no, because what about you? I go, an ostrich. And we go over to Keith Giffen, and Giffen's just staring at us. He goes, which animal would I want to have sex with? Am I going to have sex a raccoon? A raccoon? No. Yeah, but it was just the weirdest question, you know. Yannick Paquette was there. He was answering questions, too. You were part of a big dinner table. Oh, yeah, there he is. Yannick was next to me, and Giffen was across from me, and Starlin was next to him, and Milgram. It was just, I'm name-dropping. They're all there. And, I, and let me tell you, every moment I was there, I go, why am I here? Why am I sitting here? I should not be part of this. I was reading these guys' comics when I was seven years old, you know? But now they are coming to your show. Yes. And, and they know that because of, of your show that they're making some money, and so you're part of the whole situation. I guess I am, yeah. it, it, It's not, not every creator only hangs out with creators. Sometimes they hang out with other people that are helpful to them. Well, you know what, too? Somebody wrote to me today. They said, oh, I got to meet Starlin because I got to get... An article, oh, Adam Sandler's coming down. I got to get an autograph uh, my death of Captain Marvel. And I said, you know what's funny? I never got him to sign that book. And I've been to Starlin's house a couple times. I've talked to him. I had dinner with him. But I don't even think about asking him to sign stuff because it's like, why would I? Like Ordway. I don't have any Ordway stuff. I don't have any Jerry Ordway autographs. Why? Because I see him every other week for pizza. And I go to his house and he comes to my house. It's not like, oh. There's Jerry Ordway, the artist. No, there's Jerry, the guy who's just here. I had, I, 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 he burgers and have beer. Yeah, right. So it's like, it's, 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 it's a totally maybe different the, dynamic that you guys have. Maybe that's the casualness to it. Maybe right. that's why it's because he knows everybody. We go to shows, he's like, oh, hey, so-and-so. Oh, hey, Jerry. Oh, this is my friend Mitch. Oh, how you doing? And you just don't even start. Right. So, I mean, I saw Perez the other day in breakfast. He was kind of holding court talking to people. They were all listening to everything he says. I'm next to him just checking my phone messages and everything. Oh my God, it's first person. I go, yeah. <laughs> he puts his pants on just like you, one leg at a time. Yeah. I don't know. I just, but going back to which guest, you'd be oh, amazed. Lucas ain't coming. I'll tell you that. No. Probably, well, in terms of comic stuff, why not, like I, if we're going to stay in the same thing, why not a Harrison he he too much money. Right, exactly. Well, you're not asking what's the most reasonable money guess. You ask what guy you have. And granted, there's no Star Trek guess that either 
is alive and or I haven't seen or couldn't get the autograph if I wanted it. I, I, Every Star Trek issue, you've seen them all? I, I know. I, I, well, I've seen, I've been at shows with, with Shatner. Well, I know that. I've never been at a show with Stewart. Right, I've been at a show with Stewart. You have been? I have, yes, I have. Oh, yeah. oh okay. I, well, I, I've done the, uh, the creation oh, show in right. Vegas. Uh, I, I've done the, uh, there was uh, another company. What about the movies, uh, Star Trek people? <laughs> Chris Pine. What do you mean doesn't exist? The new Captain Kirk? Generations, uh, uh, contact. No, Steve. What about the new? Oh, look, we're definitely not new town anymore. The guy into the bridge. It's a different, it's a different crew. It's a different time. Oh, I don't know what the hell to think of this stuff. I'm not going to do it. They can't have me. <laughs> so that's, that's how about thing. how about like an actor that you see shows that you normally wouldn't like Richard Dreyfuss always freaks me out of the show. Not that it, uh, there's something about him that to me I'm like really yeah, yeah. 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 oh yeah. yeah to me that's like Jaws he's an Oscar winner he's on a different yeah. level yeah yeah he, he should not be here right not to say he can't goodbye girl guy yeah he won an Academy Award right. great but he is. Yeah, it doesn't, it, 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 it always throws me for the light. When we saw Paul, Paul Savino. Yes. That yes. was weird. But then again, he was, yeah, but he was in The Rocketeer. He's done some schlocky right. comic book stuff, but he's like, good fellas. He should be, he shouldn't be there. Exactly. Would Roy Scheider be at a comic show if he was still alive? Just for Jaws? Or, 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 or 2010, Blue Thunder. Uh, yeah, 2010. Uh, uh, the year we made contact. I love that no, but I'm saying he's got he was Sequest DSB. He, right, he could be at a show like that, but would he? And well, would he I think if he did, you're just kind of he's in a Punisher. But you, you're, you're done your time. You have your store avenue. You have your your financial setup. Yeah. So maybe you're going to a show because you don't mind going to a show. But I don't think I, I don't I don't want to see a guy who needs the money. I feel. Well, like do you, I, do you, I, I don't know. You, I don't think that's the thing anymore. I think years ago that would be the, the, de the look down upon. If you were at a show, it would be like, oh, he needs the money. Right. Like, if that came from, like, all those old athletes. Like, you'd see all these old ball players and boxers or somebody. Like, oh, meet Joe Lewis. It's like, right. wait, the champion of the world? Exactly. No, his job was working at one of the casinos out in Vegas as a, what they call a glad handler. Or a, a Walmart greeter type right. of thing. You walked into the Sands Hotel, and there's the champ shaking your hand, almost like the valet that should be getting your keys to your car. It's like really, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't feel right. It just feels like a step down. Like why are you here? Shouldn't you? What did you do with all your money that you're standing at the front right. door in a tuxedo well, shaking really my hand? He's still Joe Lewis. He is, but it, it, you know, he wins in a kid. I don't know. Yeah. It's like you won an, uh, a gold medal. You were an Olympic athlete, and suddenly you're down the street. But they got to feed their family, too. Yeah. They're just like... It's kind of like... It reminds me of, like, infomercials. Yeah. Like, when you see, like, two in the morning, there's, like, Christy Brinkley or somebody that shouldn't be on these things. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris and Christy yeah, Brinkley. The, the total gym. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But he's there. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, but that's also it has been a cash cow for him in that regard. He, he would not be doing that if I don't think he needs the money. No, I don't think it makes sense. Here's one: Sylvester Sloan's coming to uh, a show in Philadelphia. That, that's a big thing. Yeah, but look at all the stuff he's done: Rockies, Judge Dredd, he's Rambo. He's done so many Untouchable, or no, Untouchable. We call him. Oh, Indispensables? Yeah. Uh, Indispensables. Uh, Whatever that title is. Yes. Indistinguishables? Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the Unforgettables? Uh, <laughs> dependables? I don't know. They could be the Dependables. <laughs> but no, it, but you're in your mind, you think, I know he's got to have hundreds of millions of dollars. There's yeah. no way he's looking for uh, and a so that, that, that The next thing I wonder off of something like that is when he yeah. ends up charging $100 for an auto. Oh, no, it's three or 400 And I think to myself, why do you need to charge Joe Blow two, $300 for an autograph when that means absolutely nothing to you? I do not know. And, and that's where I start not enjoying that part of the business because 
don't want to. I don't want to hear about something. We'll have to pick this up after we get out of Rich's Comic Cabana. Back then we were talking about the perfect guest, but now we've switched gears, and now we're going to hear a guy who collects comics talk about the state of comic collecting. So, what's your beef about comics from the '80s being a fortune? My, my problem is I'm looking to fill holes, yeah. and it seems like if you go into a comic shop, yeah. everybody wants four dollars for a back issue. Okay, but now, if I go to a show, yeah. I can get the same for a dollar, one or two dollars, and it's almost like. I, and I understand there's overhead, but yeah. you want me in your shop, you got to give me something to, to, to rifle through. I'll are you more. are you not a negotiator type of guy? I don't like to. I, you I, don't try to haggle? If somebody puts a sticker of $5 on, you I think it's five. look at them and say, so can I get this for three? Right. But that's how it is, though. That's the game. But that's not how I, I I'm with you. I always thought whatever price they asked for was what, what they wanted. And then I started hanging around with people like, no, that's just a suggested price. So, so I go into one shop today. Yeah. I pulled out a bunch of books. Yeah. The guy added them up to hundred bucks. And they said forty percent. I know. I was there. Yeah. How would I have known that? You wouldn't have. So I didn't pick more books. And well, so why was there more books you wanted? I could. I oh, now you're kicking yourself. See, this is what happened to me. I told you before. We would go to certain stores. Tons of books. I, I have like seven hundred dollars worth of books. Knowing I'm not going to spend seven hundred dollars, so I would put them back, and then the guy would look at it and have a stack of about a hundred books. Because yeah, thirty bucks. I'm like, what? And, and so places that don't price their stuff at all, I'm probably not going to look through. Places that price their stuff high but know they have a, a wiggle room, like a like the silent discount that they don't have posted. Yeah, I'm going to pick fewer books. Right. Because I don't know what the discount is, if there is a discount. So when you, when you end up going to a show, yeah. they're going to say, everything on this table, two bucks a book. I don't haggle either, and sometimes they just give me a good price. Yeah. I'll just be like, oh, thanks, buddy. But you've got the show thing going Well, yeah, they know me from the show. Yeah, I've got juice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're, you're friends with the juice. Yeah, well, friends with the juice don't get you any Yeah, basically, yeah. No, it's one of those, and especially if I'm looking, if I was looking for right. older Silver Age stuff, right. most of that stuff is anywhere between 50 and $200. I can't just walk up no, and hope no. he's going to give me a discount. Well, you know it's killing you eBay. Because yeah. all these stores have eBay shops. Yeah. They're all blow, flipping these books on eBay. There's no way you're going to walk in and get a sweet deal on a, unless they just got a collection in. I've been in the stores sometimes. When a guy just walks in with a beautiful collection of new books, and before they can even really price them up, they're like, what do you want for it? And we're going back and forth. Which is like, I wish I got the guy in the parking lot, because I would have given him the freaking money right there. Exactly. And I, I, you I, know, I never want uh, There's always a song, too. It's like, oh, I just bought you know, $2,000 worth of books for $100. He's like, no! Yeah, I know. And I'm never that guy either. No. But you have to do a lot of work. You have to go through a lot of parking before you find that deal. Right. Right? Craigslist isn't filled with rainbows. No, no, no. no. There's, there's a lot of ugly What about estate sales? Have you ever done estate sales and tax sales just for the luck of it? You know, I, I, drive I, around like, what the hell? I walk through them and, and a, a few of them and yeah. I'm easily disappointed yeah. that I just don't do it anymore. Yeah, I haven't done that. Right. We don't have a lot of all the time flea markets around here in yeah. California where you have the warmer weather they have. Yeah, they have every... No, there is one right up the road that you say that. We're driving by it, actually, uh, in Southbury on Sundays. It's called the White Elephant uh, Tag Sale or something like that. I've heard legends of, you know, there's some good deals in there now. But I don't want to drive up here every Sunday and dig through a whole parking lot for maybe, for maybe you know. And, you know, maybe you'll find it, maybe you won't, but... I don't know about you, but, you know, Sunday, Sunday, I got shit to do, you know? Well, these days I don't have anything to do. Well, then you can go to the White Elephant uh, Tag Sale. Right. They must have some up near you. Um, they have one. They have a couple indoor flea markets, but that stuff is all usually absolutely. And I, 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 what I've been told about that from Rob Bruce, uh, who is the expert on that, you got to be there at the crack of dawn. Like, literally, like, those guys that do this for a profession, at 6 in the morning, before you even wake up, they've already gone through everyone's stuff, 
it picks it over and found what the good things were they're flipping it. Right, and you have to have that, that encyclopedic knowledge but that what's shark like instinct. Right. What's hot at this moment? Like you these, have points? you gone to toy shows? There's no. a toy show coming up on June 2nd in New Haven. All toys. Just, but there'll be some comics there. Right, I'm just not a... I'm more of a, a toy seller these days. Right. Oh, alright. Why don't you get a booth the terrific gun? Uh, I was, I was, I was thinking Commander, uh, right next to Commander. Yeah, and have him sell your toys. Just put both of those on them. I, I did last year. Yes. I, I got rid of some of them. Right, but the problem with that is I don't want to compete for the guy who spent money on the book. In his own book, I'm going to put my own stuff. That we don't, I have large Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Uh, no, I had, I had stuff that I wanted to get rid of that I let a certain friend of mine, who's no longer my friend, he had my stuff. Uh, and I said, here's my stuff, here's the post-it notes, whatever you sell, sell, and that was it. And then at the end of the show, he just gave me a bunch of money. Which he probably, if he didn't know, he would have should have kept it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. I, it's, it's tough. It, it, it's, it's kind of a... No, but you know what killed me about him? He lowered the price of all my stuff just to blow it out. I was so mad. I go, I got this toys for 80 bucks, he's 40 I go, what are you doing? Is you want to get rid of this stuff or you want to keep it? I go, well, I don't want to bring it home. He's like, we're going to, I'm like, why are we undercutting? He goes, because it'll put money in your pocket. I go, yeah, but at the same idea, you could put $5 on everything and do it. But where's the value? He goes, look, you're not going to make a lot on all this. But I don't know about that. I wasn't there to haggle with people. I, if, if, if I thought it was going for 80 bucks, I would have put 70 Right. Just to get rid of it. There's what it's worth, what it's going for, yeah. and what it would sell quickly. Yes. But I'm not the, the, the average price is 80. I'm not going to put 130 or something on it. Right. I see people do that, though. I go, why are you marking it up so high? Why Because it's impulsive. It's like, oh, I'm at the show. There it is. Right. All right, I'll buy it. If it's 130, it must be hot. Maybe I get it for 100, and then I'll get the deal. When it's back, you're paying 20 over what you yeah. yeah. That's the stuff that drives me nuts. That's why I'm like, well. People do that all the time. I know. But if it's one you've been looking right. for forever, yeah, it's not forty dollars. I'll tell you what, right I miss KB Toys. I miss Toys R Us. All that stuff because there's no way to get toys now. If, no. If I, but I'm not into it like I used to be. But years ago, it was fun because you could go on the toy hunt. We would have a list. Oh my God, how many Toys R Us can we hit today? And we would go and pick them all. And you never know, but then they start getting hip to it. Yes. The, the kids out the back door were like, don't put those figures out. I used to like going into like the Walmart at 8 in the morning when the overnight crew was there, and they didn't give a crap, and you'd find like the latest yeah. hot figure, you'd grab it and run to that register. Because <laughs> you, you, you figured you had to get there before. Yeah, I would go on the way to work. Yeah. I would work uh, down the street from a Walmart, and I would get up early on Tuesdays, because Tuesdays and Thursdays, is when the trucks would come in on Monday or Wednesdays and they would put the stock out overnight. So the door opened at 8. If you were in there at 8.05, you'd find the stuff and grab it and run for the door. I'd have a girl at Toys R Us. Did you? I was collecting Simpsons stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they come up with a seasonal exclusive. Oh, I remember I'd, that. I'd knock on the back door. Yeah. And, and I'd say, hey, uh, can you do me a favor and just put yeah, yeah. one of those aside for me? Just yeah, 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 yeah. And she'd say yes. And then that later that day, I'd come pick it up. And what happened to that girl? She was fired. No, 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 no. Well, I, she wasn't giving it to me. I was no, you're buying it, right? Right. Well, you're giving it a little. Well, you're giving it a little on the side, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> no. She was a nice girl. So, you know, everything worked out. I, I'm not looking to like take all the stock. I'm right. just looking to get my little piece. See and the other. That case was one. The other comic shop is right there, right in that little plaza over there. Uh, it's called Heroes for Sale. I, I've only gone to it like once a year. It's, it's, it's mostly just video games and stuff. Oh. Yeah. He's got some books, no no back issues really. And then there's the Goblin's Cavern. I think That's in Danbury. I think anyway. half the time though, yes. just having a shop yes. that is listed, people will come into your shop oh, yeah. to, to say, hey, I have a collection. You just get the opportunity to buy collections because you have a physical location. You're not scouring Craigslist hoping to see something selling books. People will be coming to you to sell Have you ever tried like antique shops to see if they have a Goodwill? Like How about Goodwill? I've, I've 
heard and I've heard of things that I've never been in Goodwill. My my sister in law Ordway's told these stories of that. Sterling Silver stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Ordway gives away a lot of his old comps that he has, like, because he used to be on the comp list. So DC would send him, like, a, a copy of every book. He'd be like, I don't want all these books. So he would literally just donate them to the Goodwill. So you would go in there sometimes, and they would sell them, like, what, a dime? Yeah. They didn't care. They just want to get rid of it. Right, right. They get stuck, and then they blow. But those are those legends, like, I've heard, oh, you go into this store, and there they were. One day right. we did somebody, and then I felt guilty because I told them somebody must have died. There were all these trade paperbacks, like the hardcovers and the omnibuses. Yeah. Jerry calls me on a Saturday and goes, hey, man, get down to the Goodwill. So I drove over there. There were so many hardcover reprint books, and they were all $2, $3 a piece. So I had a gar- I had a, a cart full of them. But then I'm thinking, what do I want with all these books? Because, one, they're heavy as hell. No one's going to do the same thing that I'm doing. Yeah, but I... I, I we're going to have to bring this stuff to I know. It'll be by the grace of God. My wife will be bringing it all back. Right, you're not going to find an Amazing no. Spider-Man 129. No, 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 no. No, I did see at Richie's today a lot of Spider-Mans up on the wall. Yeah, I did, I did see I saw that, that uh, was it normal team up number three when yeah. it was the barbed wire? Yeah. Then there was one next to it, I was like, oh. You have a lot of Spider-Mans, actually. I, 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 I bought that, that's the third appearance of the Punisher. Yes, it is. I, I bought that one at... Uh, when we went to New Hampshire? Yes. Oh, old school comic cop, whatever it was. I bought that copy for a really nice price. Oh, really? Yes. I've been looking for that for a good price. I have that too, actually. I bought that off of somebody. Because I always love the cover. It's Gil King cover, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's always the cover. Third appearance of the Punisher. I doubt I'll ever have How is it the third? 129 is the first. 135. Oh, he popped in again? And then that. The one with the spider. Oh, that, that logo? Yeah, and he's in the corner the holding the gun up. Yeah, yeah. that's the second, and yeah. this one is the third. But the, uh, it's the giant size Spider-Man. Yeah, team uh, up. Yeah, bought into the, uh, bought into the bar. Yeah, yeah. So, I can get with the second and third. I don't think Do I'm you have any Shang-Chi? I do not. Do you have any desire to buy any of those? No. No, because Paul, Paul Glacier did it. That's right. He also did Batman. That's right. So I can bring Batman to him. And I have a couple of pieces of original. Uh, Paul Glacier yeah. will be appearing at. Uh, Terrific on. Connecticut Terrific on. Yeah. yeah. August 1911. He's just one of those classic artists. Yes. Like, I've always liked his stuff. He has a very stylized way of drawing women. Like, I could see a woman, I go, oh, Paul Galatia. Just the way, the shape of the, the shape of the way the woman's body is. Like, oh, that's Galatia food. Whatever. When I hear him, I think of bronze. I think of the 70s. Yeah. Style. It's almost like a Roger Moore, James Bond era type of thing. He has that, like, stylized look. Yeah. Yeah. He did some great Batman stuff. He did the Shang-Chi. You never know. That, that could also... That could oh, that's about to be a movie. That book's flying through this. Uh, going up. Yeah. Man-Wolf. Is the Man-Wolf, was it 124? Man-Wolf is one. Is that going up in value? Yes, it is. Alright. I don't know why. I, I, I've heard it's going up. I know what I, They're probably going to do a movie. Yeah. 123 is the Cage appearance in Amazing Spider-Man. Oh. 124 is the first man. So also, though, the, I also know the... Wait, the Luke Cage book's going up there? No, that's kind of... That's a whole, that's a whole well, the show's off the air. I'm wondering if the show being canceled has affected the price of those books. Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Are they all going down? Well, right. It, it probably peaked at a certain point, then it falls back down. Yeah. Like a lot of these things you hear, like that uh, Amazing well, Spider-Man 212. Yes. First Hydra Man, piece of crap. Piece of crap. It, it, it's bumped up to like 50, 60, 80. Is it that much? Depending on the grade. That yeah. Thor 390 flew through the roof for yeah. the Avengers movie. Yep. I was like, what? Because of one page in that comic, that book went from being a dollar book to to, to 40 to $60 yeah, and book. If, and if you're on that info early enough, you can absolutely spin it around to add better books to your collection just by keeping your ear to the ground. Do you really think you can make a living? I don't know if you can make a living, but you can surely improve your collection yeah. by picking these books up. And you, you pick them up for $5, you sell them for 20 or 30 Oh, yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. You have to buy a nice, quality, classic book. That's what you do? That's is that what you're thinking? You're like, what like to I see. What I kick myself is I'll end up buying like, oh, a thirty dollar book here, forty dollar book here. Then I go, if I didn't do that and saved up, I could have bought a nice three hundred dollar book and instead of buying a little crap. 
right. Sometimes I like it. I like it both ways. Yeah, I'm always yeah. looking for the next. Uh, What's the most you ever spent on a book? Three hundred. Really? And eighty dollars. What was it? That one you bought at mine? Spider-Man sixteen. Oh. First appearance of Craven. Uh, three point oh rated CGC. Hmm. Uh, anything silver age like that? I'm really. What's that going for now? The no, no, I just bought it recently. Oh, 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 oh. So I, but I, I wanted it because I, I didn't have, I, I don't love Craven. But that's but a good book. Is that with the Chameleon? Yes. Chameleon hires them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Orange books never went up to Spider Slayer books. Yeah, no. Which Smite, yeah. the Professor. Yeah, they, Not they, really at all. He was no. a big part of the, uh, the 80s cartoon or the 90s. Yeah, I know, but I've seen those books. Certain ones, what was the one we talked about? The guy in the white purple outfit? The looter? Never, never went up. Nothing. Nobody cares. Meteor Man, that's right. I had the first, I think that's uh, 36. The Enforcers is another one. Yes, 36. That's another book that never really went up. Number 10. What, Montana and the Ops and all that? Nobody cares. And I have that book. I bought that book in solid upper mid-grade. Yeah. I think it's about a 7 from the show a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. For a really good price. I bought it for 100 it's probably worth four to five hundred all day. Whoa! Yeah. Why? Did the guy undervalue it, or it's just going up? I think he was. And I've been to his booth since. Oh. And I, and I have. I think he sells things at a. a Is it the guy uh, Golden Memories, Stephen? He's a with uh, the blonde hair. No, no, he's, I think he's like Middle Eastern. Um, oh. And he, oh, he gets a smaller book, but I saw it as I was walking by, and I said, "Hey." That's number 10. And, and I walk by the track and glance at the price, you know? Because I, I, I don't want to have to walk away when I don't like it. You didn't haggle with that one. I did a, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he, he came down like 10 or $15. But the thing is, it was already low. I, I couldn't. I couldn't so there's nothing wrong with it inside? No, I looked at no it. No cut coupons. First, I thought it might have been trimmed. But I, I looked online how to... Uh, and it wasn't to, to look yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, I, and I, I don't think it's trimmed. I think it's a straight-up book, and it's, it's in solid, solid 7-0 shape. Wow. Very, very fine. And it's, uh, it's not, it used to be my earliest Amazing Spider-Man. Have you, have, have you had a book go down in value? Uh, like you bought it high, and it's like never... That is no, I, I'm, I'm really selective when I spend, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. hundred. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, right. It's just, it's tough for me to spend that kind of money. Because oh, yeah, yeah. In the end, it's it's a, it's a, book. a newspaper magazine. Oh, I know. You know? I know. And so... Trust me, uh, as much as I want a Spider-Man 1 or something like that, I see there, I go, I can't ever I can't get over right six grand over a book. I mean, like, that's insane. Right. Yeah. You know? They had one on a, on a message board I, I visited a lot. Yeah. And it was a really good shape. Uh, I think it was a Spider-Man 4.0 Amazing Number One. Yeah, yeah. Really nice shape, and it was like six thousand dollars. I know. Like, I, I know. I just I can't do it. Dude, it would have been a, a decent. Bond. I know it's not realistic, but I saw American Pickers yesterday. Did you? No. About the Spider-Man when he finds the AF-15. Oh, geez. oh my God! It was on, and my son's calling me to watch it, and they found. And I know it's all set up for yeah. TV. It's not real, but he got an AF-15, first Spider-Man ever. And he pays 3000 for it, and then he takes it to a guy to get it evaluated. They go, well, there's chipping on it, and it's worn on the spine, and this and that. He goes, the condition is books in, I'll say it's a good 6000 And I'm like, there's no way, even at 6000 that book should have been at least twenty or thirty. you know what I mean? Like, nobody finds an Amazing Fantasy 15 for $3,000 that's intact. It just has a little wear and tear on the spine. No way. That thing was, I know, and it was just laying there, it was like, well, there's that guy recently found well, I can, but that was TV. in a piano. I didn't hear that. Oh, yeah. It was, no. they, they bought an old piano, and in the piano... They're like, ding, ding, why order, is this key working? There's a paper. paper card. It was going to sell for tens of thousands. Really? Yeah. Was it all screwed up? No, no. And so... Uh, well, you heard about the amazing... Uh, no, the uh, Action Comics 1. That yeah, was in the insulation. Somebody yeah. was put in a wall. They were using it to... Uh, I don't know how the condition was. I know it wasn't perfect, but... Pat could have brought in his uh, Batman 1 for you. He has them all in the back. I know, I know. That cracks me up. I was like, oh, my God. I know. And, and, and at a certain point, you have to start deciding, are you are you holding these for... Yeah, what are you holding for? My kids don't want my books. I know that. They're, t- they're 
they're all off in their own world. No one's ever got a desire. Your kids never read your comics, right? No, but my youngest would gladly take my comics. My oldest will not, so I'll have to make sure that, yeah. uh, that everything gets, you know, whatever he gets in comics, the other one's got to get cash. Or we'll end up right here at the mental hospital in Newtown. I mean, look at that. You'd think it's a brand new building. It's a nice solarium. Yeah, but that's where the, uh, we'll put you in there after the little body. Now and then, I think I've had one. Like, would you know if you had one? Would they tell you? If you if you are uh, aware yeah. enough to ask and think maybe you've had one, you probably haven't had one. Oh, all right. Like well, I know. Well, there's that. I'm so glad I have not had a lobotomy. That you know which book I never liked Spider-Man thinking about it. What's the one with the mind worm? 128. That freaked me out as a kid. Yeah, it's with that striped shirt. I got that as a kid, read that, and it bothered me. I never liked that character. It was, he had weird teeth. The whole thing was bothersome. Was that a dude? Was that Jerry Conway? Jim Mooney? There were some, uh, uh, some for Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have the same character. Yeah, yeah. Trying to figure out a way to show a villain. In a pose you haven't done before. Did you, speaking of poses, did you like the way McFarlane would do those crazy-ass poses with the legs over the heads and all that? When he did his Spider-Man? I could still look at Amazing Spider-Man 300. Yeah. And, and, and understand that a hero yeah. with the agility of a cat yes. could work in certain poses. Like right, that. right, right. But it's, he really took it to the next level. He took it to the next level. I can't hate him for it, though. No, it, I mean... He freshened Spider-Man. He did. Did you like his Mary Jane interpretation? Yeah. Looked a little too... No, yeah. No, no. With the we, hair. We like Lee Weeks, don't we? Is that... Yeah, Lee, Lee, Lee Weeks. Mary Jane with the... He can make... With a straight a, hair. Straight hair. Yeah. Without well, having to try to accentuate anything. She's amazing. I always liked the Romita version. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Ross Andrew did an all right version of her. I never cared for the McFarland versions or Eric Larson either. Well, it's, it's too it's too, too similar. She had like big eyes, right? Accentuated his lips. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get it, but it was the '80s. It was trying to be like Cindy Crawford. '90s, yeah. Everybody wanted the supermodel because that's what she was at the time. Did you ever see Tim Sale's work? I've seen it, but I, I don't. Very minimalistic. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot going on. But everybody loves him. Yeah. He did what? What's the... Long Halloween. Long Halloween. He does a lot of work with Jeff Lowe. But it is what it is. Anyway, we started yelling about it. When's the last time you walked into a shop and found really good deals on the 80s and 90s books? Well, today wasn't so bad for some. Today wasn't too bad. Um, it would, I, I probably could have spent double if, if things were a little, a little less. Yeah, quarter but, mile. Like, if, I'm, if I'm spending sparingly, then I'm really not hurting myself. Right. You know, uh, it's tough to find the right shop that's going to meet all your needs. Have you gone to shops that are going out of business? No, because I don't know that they're going out of business. Oh, see, I've known there's, I, there's I, been... I don't have a weekly shop. In the last year, there was one that went out of business up north, and I, one of the other shops went in and bought his inventory. But the guy was like, he only opened it for a year. I walked in. And I said, geez, I like this guy, but I don't know if the shop's going to make it. And then I found out a year later it didn't. And you're like, oh, okay. And he just blew out his inventory, just sold it off. Yeah, it's always the day. I think it was it's always the day before you find out. Yeah, but it. I think it was just his personal collection. Right. And I just opened a quote-unquote store to make it look like it was a business. I go, this is just your hobby, isn't it? It's like a hobby right, you, have, you have one issue of every kind. Yeah, 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 that's exactly. Yes, that's what I think sometimes. I go, this is not really a store. This is yeah. someone's personal collection but that's if, if i was interested in in finding comics to buy i would probably find a way to open a shop and promote it that i buy comics and then hopefully you bring fresh interesting silver and bronze age stuff into the store even golden age i'm not a golden age now who do you you know when you go to the stores now and you see like 20 copies of a certain book because they try to get the variant yeah. Who do you think's ever coming and buying those? Will there be a Steve 20 years from now looking to buy that stuff? Or you don't think so? Well, well look at the Batman, the Detective 1000, right? Oh, you just saw it today. Guys, I got stuck with it. There was 80-something different yeah. covers. Well, either you're going to pick a couple of the covers you like because... I, think, I bought two that I like. Right, them. or you are a completist. No one's going to be a completist. Who, who has At $10 a book? I know. No. No? Really? Oh, I'm sure there's some Batman that's the dip, but that's yeah. a fucking lot of money. Yeah. $800 for the same book? 
Exactly. Just a different, just a different. Or you could have taken that $800 and bought a good old book. That is 100%. See, and now what would you have been? Or, or a comic page. You can get a hell of a page for $800. I can't believe you bought a page for 50 bucks. It's South Pacific. I've got a couple That of must have been a mistake. I, I have... I have that page that I told you about for 50. I also have a Paul Ryan Avengers well, Paul page. Paul Ryan is underrated. Yes, I have a Paul Ryan Avengers page with Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, it's Spider-Man, Thor, Captain America, and they're fighting Nebula. I showed you that thing I bought for, uh, what was it, 200 bucks? Or it was all those characters. It was done by, uh, the hell was his name? It was for like a kid's book. All the heroes were reading. Oh, that's comic. right. I remember that. It was, uh, who did the artwork? Was it Greg Land? No, might have been Greg Land. It was somebody that Spencer Beck represented. And I called him to ask him to see if he could check on it. Scott Koblish? Oh. Maybe it was Koblish. Yes. It was like, oh, it was a great... Was Scott Collins? Scott Collins did it. Yes, that's what it was. And it had all the major characters all in one big shot. And I was like, it was only... No, it was 120 bucks. Yeah, I remember you called That's it? Yeah. I thought it was going to be uh, Lightbox or something. But it was there. I remember, I went to a show years ago, I kicked myself, it was in Waterbury, the guy that we just went there ran, it was called Collector, Classic Con, it was called, it was at the Waterbury Holiday Inn, and somebody had Paul Ryan pages, and it was, uh, and Dan Jurgens page from the Doomsday uh, miniseries, and they were all there, and I didn't buy any of them, and they were like 50 bucks each, the page, wow. and I kicked myself, because yeah. I go, oh, I, I've heard tales of, of they had stacks of 20 them. years ago, oh, yeah. before it got really hot, people were buying pages yeah, yeah. At, at $50 yeah. a page for action pages. Oh, I know. You know? Uh, and and, and I days, you get an action, a page of, of, of comic action, not necessarily this, action comic, but yeah. and, and they're selling for hundreds and hundreds of dollars. This was a two-page spread with Superman and Doomsday fighting, oh, and the guy wants it $60, and I'm like, no, I can't do that. Can't and now I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Superman Doomsday. Anyway, we're going to wrap this one up. Because it's time to go. This has been a production of Big Fedora Marketing, LLC. The folks that bring you the terrific Comic-Con, GamerCon, and so much more. Thanks for listening.